Tim Lacombe. Jake Scott join us now. Not sure it was better than the powder day that we all missed because of afternoon games, the back-to-back -back days, but we'll allow that to happen. Instead, we'll enjoy the jazz performance. Right, Jake? Yeah, I actually had a, a buddy uh, send me a, a knee-deep powder shot uh, just to kind of rub it in uh, the other day. Yeah, yesterday was supposed to be pretty epic. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it was. But uh, you know what? It's jazz season, man. Best team in the league. That's right. They are now tied in the loss column with Phoenix. Tim, what do you think of this one? I was impressed with the fight. I thought, um, you know, a lot of different reasons the Jazz could have folded up the tent several times, but I loved, you know, the resolve and the fight, and that's something we've seen a bunch this year, um, to have that many guys out and to have guys step up. We talked about in the pregame, somebody that really hasn't done a lot this year is going to have to do a lot today, and, you know, Ilyasova came in and, and got the Jazz off to a great start. I thought he was, he was very good, had a great block, uh, call him Ilyanova uh, and wag the finger. But, um, you know, overall just ran out of gas, you know, didn't have, you know, when it went to overtime, that was the unfortunate part. But the fact that they fought to get that thing back and then unbelievably great play by Quinn, sets a, uh, you know, fakes a, a ball screen or flops a ball screen uh, guard to guard and Clarkson just sprints off it. You know, Kuzma and Schroeder get confused and it was just an ex excellent execution, great call. And uh, like you guys said, just one stop away from winning the game. Ironically, Frank Vogel basically did the same thing back to the Jazz. Yes, he did. Exact same thing. Yep. Ran it, ran it from a little bit of a different angle. For the drive, yeah. Right. I think Kuzma was flaring for – Kuzma was going to go back out for a straight three. I don't know that you'd care if Kuzma took that shot, but, um, yeah, no. What do you think on that last defensive set? Do you think they just got confused of whether they're switching or not, or Royce just didn't – wasn't able to contain him. Yeah, I think that there was just a, a little bit of a, you know, the, the misdirection of it. You know, Kuzma came flying in. He came uh, underneath, didn't he? Yeah, he came underneath, yeah. right. And and that's always a hard one. You know, that's where you really have to rely on communication. In a perfect world, they would have just come together and stopped. And one takes right and one takes left. But Bojan kept going and left Royce kind of in a position where he didn't cover the right hand and kind of really easy to get to the cup. Quinn talks about angles a lot and not necessarily on screens. So that angle or that route that he took, and you're absolutely right, that may have what confused the two of what they should have been doing. From what you're saying, Tim, do you think that Royce thought that Boyan was stopping on the right hand? Oh, I thought so. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what the call was to switch it, but that's what, that's what really confused on, you know, the Jazz offensive possession because there really isn't a screen. Right. It's... You know, it looks to be a screen, and you can't assume. Uh, we all know what happens when you assume. And, and those are two really good reasons because, again, there's no screen, so it shouldn't have been a switch um, uh, or, or a switch and, and call it out and be definitive about it. But that's where communication becomes vital. Lakers took, or Jazz took 35 catch-and-shoot threes in this game. Is that at all encouraging for a playoff matchup that you can get this many threes off against the Lakers, or is it just different when they have their guys? I, I would hope that, it, you know, there's something to it. But, man, you, had, you, you just talk about length, right? And you put AD out there and what he's able to cover. Um, LeBron, obviously, both with his skill and his understanding uh, of what they're trying to do. Uh, I'm really impressed with their defense, and, and I agree that Vogel's done a great job of getting this, um, you know, this unit without those guys to buy into it. Well, Anthony Davis didn't play when the when they came here to play. LeBron James did. Do you realize how hard it is to play the Lakers and have Anthony Davis play? Yeah. I think he'll be there for the playoffs. I, that Tim, that was a joke. You don't don't bite into that. <laughs> I was just being petty. <laughs> It's even harder if you got Rudy Gobert in your roster to see a game with Anthony Davis in it. Non-playoffs. Right. He had a good playoffs last year, to his credit. Um, all right. All right, guys. You guys have a good show. I had one other note. I forgot it because of my pettiness. Well, send it on in when you remember. I'm starting a cover band, a Tom Petty cover band. It's called Don't Be Petty. So don't be petty, David. I'm all petty and vindictive. That's, like, all I am. Okay. You're taking away my two core characteristics if you don't let me be petty. All right, be petty, but don't be vindictive. Pick one. <laughs> we'll talk We'll wait, talk sometime wait, when wait, you're wait. on your way up the canyon. Wait, I'll wait, counsel. Wait. You, you worked with me on that talk show, right? I did, sir.
Okay. All right. That petty and vindictive has served me well. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been your engine. <laughs> okay. See ya. Thanks, guys. All right, it's a final overtime. Lakers beat the Jazz 127-115. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe, and boy, the Jazz put up a fight, but uh, they fall in overtime 127 to 115 to the LA Lakers. But of course, the Jazz missing Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Derek Favors, and Donovan Mitchell, and still push the Lakers to OT. And uh, man, uh, I'll tell you what, Tim, they the Jazz played their hearts out in this game, they played extraordinarily hard and just came up a tad bit short. I certainly didn't leave anything out there and really impressed with the way the guys approached the game. You know, obviously a tough one, and they knew they were going to have to play a lot of minutes. But overall, uh, Ilyasova stands out, comes in and does a great job. I thought both uh, making shots, uh, was really active on the glass, kept balls alive, uh, was able to kind of end possessions on the glass, and he was great. And, uh, you know, I felt like Joe Ingles, you know, for the most part played well. The turnovers in the in the third quarter really kind of were the the difference maker to me in the game because it was really actually pretty well played b- game both ways uh, but the Jazz had four or five turnovers that led directly to baskets and that's really the area of the game they just could never overcome Clarkson led the way for the Jazz with 27 points uh, you mentioned Joe he had 20 points and 14 assists nice uh, Ilyasova 20 points uh, he had four steals and two blocks in what might have been and this is saying something on a team with Rudy Gobert but what might have been the block of the year where he stuffed Kuzma at the room uh, at the rim that was something well you know you always kind of start to watch the play develop and you think Kuzma's going to dunk this right on his head I mean he had a great angle at it and it was a violent collision at the ball yeah it, it was it was you're right it, it kind of took your breath away Awesome block. Uh, didn't know he had a minute, had that in him. So uh, nice to see him uh, with a little bit of that defense, too. Drummond led the way for the Lakers with 27. Schroeder had 25. Caldwell Pope had 25 as well in the win. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our uh, network stations. Up next, the Jazz take on this very same Laker team coming up on Monday night. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 7. Uh, coming up next, we'll have sound uh, from the post-game. We'll continue to break this one down as Jazz losing overtime 127 to 115 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz losing overtime 127 to 115 to the L.A. Lakers. Um, we're going to let's uh, let's get to your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by our friends at Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot. Let's see here. That would be the Lakers. 41.6% from the field. Uh, they were 39% from three, 23 of 59. Uh, they were led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 27 points on 11 of 27 shooting. Uh, Joe Ingles with 20 points to go along with 14 assists. Joe also had three steals. Um, Irsan Ilyasova, I'm sure we'll talk about him quite a bit this afternoon. He had 20 points on uh, six of eight shooting from three. He also had five rebounds and four steals. Bogdanovich had 19. Royce O'Neal had uh, 14. And uh, then the bench, of course, uh, the Jazz were a little bit thin, but uh, they had nine points from George Niang, six points from Juwan Morgan, and uh, nothing from anybody else. As uh, you knew, the bench was going to struggle tonight as uh, the Jazz were missing Donovan, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, and Derek Favors. That's that's a lot to be missing off a team. That sure is. And... Uh, we talked about you know what how the Jazz would have to play, and I thought they played exactly the way we talked about. They um, they really shared the ball. Um, they they made the right basketball play. Um, you know, guys when the ball got to them, they they shot the ball for the most part in in rhythm. Um, you know, Royce is still the one that's kind of passing up shots, and and I think it's it's something that they've got to address because it's hurting them right now. Uh, those shots just have to be taken. Um, it, but but the ball moved, guys stepped up, made shots, and uh, you know they were able to play with the Lakers pretty much head to head 
Um, you know, it was the turnovers in that in that third quarter that really kind of flipped the game. Yeah, Andre Drummond, I mean, he led the way for the Lakers, 27 points, 8 rebounds. He had, uh, it seemed like it was right in a row, I don't think it was, but he had three fast break buckets, and two of which I think he dribbled down the floor by himself. And that's just, I, I mean... Uh, that's six easy points right there that uh, you shouldn't be giving up fast breaks to the center. And if you go back and look, they were all passes that shouldn't have been thrown, right? They were they were telegraphed or, or just not very good passes. So Jazz got themselves some, some tough spots. Credit Drummond for going down and kind of making some plays. Um, but that was that was really kind of the, the tough part is the Jazz played so good. And we even talked about it at halftime. They only, only had four turnovers. And you can weather those turnovers, but not the ones that are just straight for baskets. I don't think I've seen uh, this number this high uh, this year, Tim. Maybe maybe uh, our boy Tyson uh, can correct me on this, but the, the Jazz had 31 assists on 42 made field goals. That's very impressive. That's amazing. And it certainly speaks to what we're talking about. They, they just they, they made the right basketball play. Yeah, and of course, as I mentioned, 14 of those coming from uh, from Joe Ingles. For the Lakers, Schroeder had 25, Pope had 25, uh, Caldwell Pope, excuse me, and uh, Kuzma had 13, Morris 10, and uh, uh, Montrez Harrell had 12 coming in off the bench. Let's uh, let's get some postgame sound going. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hi, coach. First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, so... Ursan gets the start at center tonight and comes out just absolutely firing, uh, has a pretty kind of out of nowhere game. What did you see from uh, him throughout the course of the game tonight? Well, I mean, you said the beginning of it, I thought that that's, you know, that's one of the things that he's capable of doing. And, you know, obviously on the, on the level that he did it tonight, um, his aggressiveness early, um, something that, that we want from him uh, allows us to, to space the floor from another position. And, uh, you know, I think it, it's reflected in, you know, the number of threes that he got up and in our ability to, uh, you know, to get more clean looks from different guys. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, it seems like to some degree there was some experimentation there um, with different looks, different lineups. What did you take away from this game in, in those uh, respects without the three All-Stars? Well, you know, I think more than experimentation, we're just trying to feel the game and looking for different combinations that um, that could help us, and particularly when, you know, they were making a run, and, and I think it got up to 14, where uh, we're just trying to find, you know, different guys that could, could make plays and kind of connect together. Um, you know, and that's that's not always that apparent in a short short time. So you're, um, you know, you're 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 guessing on some level. Um, obviously, an educated guess, but we had a lot of guys that came in and you know and gave us contributions, no matter how um, no matter how small or how large. I think we had a lot of guys that came in ready to compete. Last question, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Uh, and to piggyback off Andy a little bit, what do you hope the guys who don't play as much, what do you hope they take from a game like this? Well, I think we've seen this in a few games, you know, that you never know when the game is going to present itself uh, an opportunity for you to make an impact. You know, the end of the half, um, Jarrell goes up and makes a big block. Um, just that there's always, you know, I put me in for a short stretch to defend. Uh, you know, foul trouble can dictate a lot of those things. So everybody's, you know, everybody's got to be ready to contribute and everybody can do that in different ways. Um, sometimes it's, it's difficult, you know, when you're seeing how combinations interact, particularly, you know, in tonight's case, when we didn't have as many ball handlers, guys really had to share, uh, share that responsibility, which, you know, isn't, isn't always easy. That's it. Thank you, coach. You know, the not having very many ball handlers uh, tonight, that that certainly was a factor. Coach Schneider talking about that. I mean, we saw Joe, uh, George Niang at one point being kind of the primary offense initiator. Um, Trent Forrest got a little action in the first half. He was he was not all that effective. And, yeah, they did, they did suffer from that a little bit because they really had three point guards, Tim. You know, Conley, Mitchell, and Joe Ingles are kind of their, their three guys. And when you're missing two of those, that's certainly going to be an issue. Yeah, so just looking at usage, what this team's used to. When Donovan's on the floor, he's got it uh, 35% of the time in, in, in possessions. 
Uh, Mike Conley's another 25%. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm scrolling down here. Um, so those two guys obviously are, are they're going to have the ball a ton. Uh, what the Lakers were able to do is kind of key on Joe. Joe was, uh, was good for the most part, but it really is a luxury that the Jazz have, and it, it's why this really works is to have multiple guys that can handle. All right, your final uh, today. The Lakers beat the Jazz in overtime, 127 to 115. Coming up next, we will get you some post-game player sound. We'll continue to break this one down as well. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Find out more, markmillersubaru.com. Let's get a look at your points and paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you, by the way. Jazz fall to the Lakers in overtime, 127 uh, 115 in a very hard fought game. It was randomly a really fun game to watch. Uh, your points in the paint dominated by the Lakers tonight. That's not really a surprise. Uh, 64 to 38. Um, the Jazz just had no size. One thing missing the players they were missing uh, tonight. I mean, they were overmatched all night long. And that's why you look at Andre Drummond and he'll, everybody will say he had a great game. The fact that he only had eight rebounds is, is really telling to me that uh, he, I mean, the Lakers, uh, let's see, they rebounded the Jazz pretty thoroughly, 52-37, to 37, but I, I thought it was going to be way worse than that. Yeah, you think about his, so first of all, he's 7 for 8 from the line, which is totally, you know, that's way better than he normally shoots. It is. He had, I can think of three transition baskets that were right at the rim, okay? So uh, that's 13 points, and then he had probably three rolls that were dunks at the basket. So... Yeah, there's your, you know, there's a, a, the lion's share of his baskets. Right. And uh, all because, again, like you said, the Jazz were pretty small. I actually thought, you know, uh, Ilya Silva fouled out um, and uh, fouled out in overtime. I thought he used his fouls really, really well. I mean, he was 100% overmatched with uh, with uh, Andre Drummond. And even Montrez Harrell, uh, he was overmatched with that. And, and using those fouls when he did, I thought was quite smart. Uh, you're right, though. Seven for eight from the line is just nuts. That, uh, Drummond doesn't normally do that. I yeah. mean, if he has a normal night from the line, the Jazz win this game. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, and really, that's I, I guess the it's a great effort by the Jazz. What's frustrating is they did wrestle this thing to one possession and, and a stop, and just could not f- figure out a way to win that. When it went to overtime, you pretty much knew, you know, the Jazz were pretty spent at that point. By the way, Drummond is shooting 60% from the line this year, which is amazing considering you want to take a stab at where his career? Somewhere in the 40s, right? 46.8. Right. So him actually shooting 60%, good for him, getting better. That's that's impressive, actually. But, I mean, a 7 for 8 night, that just doesn't that doesn't happen for him. Yeah, and, and he had a great night. You know, he, he put good numbers on the page, but I think you're smart to look through and say, only eight rebounds, and then you start seeing how the points came. Make no mistake, he was he was a big factor on the game, but he was a huge factor because the Jazz didn't really have anybody to counter. Right, him. not at all. I, I I will be really curious, and we we're not sure who's going to play on Monday. Uh, we know Rudy and Derek did make the trip, so the, I, that's at least a possibility, I would imagine. But uh, if the Jazz get their guys back on Monday, I'll be curious to see what kind of game Drummond has. Yeah, I would bet. Rudy's in, you know, the Lakers went to, they, they shot 40% of their shots tonight at the rim. The Jazz are giving up 30% at the rim. So mm-hmm. there was a 10% difference without Rudy out there. And then you, that's not even coming into account with what the, the shots he affects that don't even get taken, right? So, um, you know, Rudy is, Rudy is the best defensive player on the planet. There's no doubt about that. And the Lakers were able to get to the rim, you know, in that pivotal moment, too, to, to get, put the game at overtime. As long as we're talking about size and rebounds and that sort of thing, let's get to the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. We were curious who the master of the glass was going to be tonight with no Rudy Gobert and being uh, completely uh, uh, 
oversized or undersized compared to the Lakers. You called it in the pregame. Royce. Royce O'Neal is your master of the glass. Eight boards for Royce tonight. But actually a pretty good group effort, I thought, on the rebounds. Ilya Silva with five. Clarkson with five. Um, Niang with five. Morgan with five. A couple of guys with three. And Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich. So they were they were creamed on the boards. But honestly, like we, we were saying earlier, they had a better performance on the rebounds than I thought they would. Yeah, they, they did. They, they did it exactly the way you mentioned. It was a group effort. Um, there were several rebounds that touched two or three Jazz guys, you know, that were bouncing around. And the Jazz just... All five guys went to get the ball, and they outnumbered Lakers, so they were able to get some of those. Uh, you know, the concerning part and the part the Jazz just didn't really have any counter to, um, the Lakers really kind of had their way on the offensive glass. Uh, Harrell had a like a trampoline put back over the top of Ilyasova, but again, that's just where the Jazz used up all their fouls, you know, did everything they could. But the rebounding thing, that the deck was stacked against them tonight for sure. You know, quick Laker take. I'm much more impressed with their depth after this game than I was the last time these teams played. I am too. And part of it is these guys have had to keep the thing afloat. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy like Caldwell Pope and Schroeder, they, they can't defer to, to LeBron or AD. They have to go out and figure out a way to win games. And for this team to be 500 without those guys is pretty impressive. So there's certainly been some growth um, by the guys on the team, and it certainly expanded their depth. I mean, you certainly you – know, Montrez Harrell was their first guy off the bench tonight. And uh, if, if Montrez is your second or third guy off the bench when, they, when the Lakers get their dudes back, I mean, that's – boy, isn't that a nice luxury to have. Oh, absolutely. And Gasol didn't even play tonight, right? I mean, yep. he's, he's pretty much down the line, but uh, you, you've seen numbers of playoffs where an old guy comes in and impacts one game. Um, you know, that's that's the stuff you kind of got to look at. But I agree with you. The the depth of this Lakers team has certainly gotten better by virtue of these guys having to figure out how to play. Switching gears a little bit and might as well uh, use another feature here. The three point feature is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Um, Locke mentioned this during the broadcast. I mean, you know, both teams were were shorthanded. But, you know, if the Jazz faced the Lakers, um, in the in the playoffs the three ball is definitely going to be the equalizer because the lakers do not shoot it well and the jazz obviously do uh you got to love their numbers from three uh 39 percent 23 of 59 uh they were led by let's see uh, from three tonight uh joe was six of 12 what a number for him uh, Ilya sova six of eight obviously we're talking about him quite a bit uh clarkson five of 15 bogdanovich three of eight royce two of ten George, one of five uh, coming in off the bench. And uh, Matt Thomas missed the only one he took, 0 for 1. Matt Thomas, 0 for 3 from the floor total. But, uh, you know, they, they were going to go out there and they were going to take a ton of threes, and it's the reason they certainly were in this one. Yeah, they, they played the game perfect. Uh, they used their advantage. We talked about the Lakers' advantage being size. Uh, but the Jazz moved the ball. They moved the ball and got open shots with great shooters. So they played the scheme, I think, exactly the way Quinn probably drew it up. Um, and impressive, you know, the 31 assists particularly are ve is very impressive. All right, let's get uh, some more post-game sound. Let's go down to the media room. Well, I guess, you know, in Los Angeles, the media room, whatever they're using. Might be a closet. Might be like a, a hallway. Training uh, room. I don't really know. Yeah. yeah, Might be a nice greenhouse for all I know. I have no idea. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a random type of room. <laughs> all right, let's go back to L.A. and hear from Ersan Ilyasova. Hello. Okay, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Ersan. Um, five of five from three in the first quarter, but things started to quiet down a little bit offensively for you through the rest of the game. Were they maybe running you off the line a little bit more, or what was ha happening after that first quarter? Well, I'm going to try to explore the weaknesses as far as just, you know, being a stretching five and, you know, put the under drum and a pick and roll, but... I think as far as like you said, you know, you know, hitting those five threes and they try to, you know, they change the game plan and uh, try to, you know, guard with a smaller guy. And I mean, like I said, you know, try to be productive the same as I was in the first quarter, you know, just get the crushed offensive glass. And I think we did a really good job as a team, you know, be aggressive. And I mean, small things could, you know, uh, falling our way, but, you know, stuff happens. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Arson. Obviously, with this game, with having Rudy out and Donovan out and Mike out and Fave out, we're seeing a lot of, you know, different guys playing who normally don't get so many minutes. We're seeing a lot of different lineups and, comp, you know, uh, strategies and, and 
things like that. How difficult was it kind of trying to find ways to make things work tonight? I mean, this is, you know, the, the, the beauty of the team, you know, everybody ready. And obviously it's a long season, you know, a lot of ups and downs as far as just, you know, the injuries and, you know, things like that. And I think when I look at this team, you know, everybody ready. Uh, obviously, sometimes you have no minutes, but, you know, you do your work and obviously get ready. And when you name call, you know, you just get up there and do whatever necessary. And uh, this is one of those nights, you know, when uh, everybody was, you know, come up on the bench ready to play. And uh, like I said, we, we had this game and close to the end, we close and close out. You know, obviously, if uh, we could rebound a little bit more and, you know, uh, less turnovers, we could win this game. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Ersan, tell me about the uh, block you had on Kyle Kuzma. What did you see on that play? When I see him coming, you know, on the baseline and uh, we, we was playing zone, you know, I tried to, you know, recover from the corner and like I said, try to, you know, be aggressive defensively and I meet the Metarium, you know, and, uh, you, you know, like I said, I tried to put my effort into it. And uh, like I said, that overall, you know, we play really well defensively and uh, uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's a, it was long some stretches when we could be better. Yes, but like I said, you know, it's we have another game with them and try to get better. Maxime Lagorges, the free agent out of France. Um, what does the coach say at the end of the first quarter to explain your comeback? Uh, like we try to be aggressive, you know, move the ball and uh, I think eliminate the turnovers, you know, the last turnovers and uh, it's like we, you know, we got uh, ourselves in the game again, you know, down, I think it was down 14, you know, we come up and uh, we make a run, uh, we share the ball, you know, we play, you know, aggressively, defensively and I think that uh, the zone defense helped us a lot, you know, cut them off guard a little bit and like I said, I mean, our struggle was, you know, kind of uh, defensive rebounds, you know, and we try to black people out, you know, they're really big and strong, you know, down there. And uh, when we do that, and we just be able to run and make those threes. Last question, follow up from Eric Walden. Obviously, I'm sure that, you know, you knew with with Rudy and, and Fave both out and Udoka, you know, being out long term that you'd be seeing some minutes, but just given that, you know, most of your appearances to this point have kind of, you know, come late in games or in blowouts, what was it like knowing that you're going to be thrust in right from the beginning tonight and, and having an impact on the game from the outset? What kind of adjustment did that require from you mentally? I mean, this basketball ever the same. Uh, obviously, this season so far was really unusual. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of practices as far as just, you know, it's a lot of games, a lot of traveling, you know, and uh, I mean, it's all some of those things, you know, it's hard to kind of uh, keep up, learn, learn, learn the new places, you know, but like I said, it's all about playing basketball, you know, and uh, when you play against, you know, with the guys who really, you know, with high IQ basketball, you just, you know, try to make a play and you know, be in the right place and do the right things. And I think like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, it's all about just stay ready and uh, prepare yourself whatever necessary, you know, and uh, come up strong and play your game. That's it. Thank you, Arson. Irsan Ilyasova, great night tonight. He got the start. He uh, had to guard the bigger player all night long. He scored 20 points, grabbed five boards, four steals, six of eight from three, seven, 11 from the field. And uh, really just, uh, just played hard and had a great night. The, the one thing that makes me, you know, it constantly reminds me, these, the guys even sitting on the bench are really, really good. Uh, they are, they're pros, you know, they're NBA pros. And this, uh, you know, Ilyasova, in my mind, wasn't sure exactly what what it meant, you know, what the piece would be. I think it's exactly what we talked about. I think he's an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Jazz saw some things tonight that perhaps, again, you know, Quinn has to put a, a plan together for the playoffs and certainly put rotations in place. But I, I think in a special situation where uh, you could really penalize teams for, um, you know, the way they're playing you is stick another shooter out there perhaps at that five spot where they have to really be honest to everybody and certainly a, a, an interesting thought nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, if I, again, I, I feel like I'm jinxing it every time we talk about this, but if there were some of these injuries that uh, had to be a thing in the playoffs, you just can't, it can't go back to being uh, the, like it was at the beginning of the year last season, where anytime the bench unit uh, had to come on or play or whatever, the game just spiraled out of control almost immediately. And, I think if Ilyasova proved anything is that he is more than capable of going in there and performing, not not just 
you know, holding the line, but actually going out there and, and having a big impact on the game. Yeah, he, he was the guy early on that just, you know, he had the first three baskets, all threes, um, you know, was impactful on the glass early on. And those are things you, you know, again, you don't know what you're going to necessarily get uh, and you don't know how it's all going to fit. But there's little glimpses like this today of, hey, this would be something maybe we we market, you know, something we look at against certain teams. And uh, I was just really impressed with his mindset and the way he attacked it tonight. All right, let's get some more postgame sound rolling. Let's go back to L.A. and hear from Joe Ingles. All right, we'll start with Eric Gold and Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, with uh, three All-Stars out and, and Fave also out, how much kind of different stuff did you guys have to try out there tonight just to kind of make things happen and, and fill minutes? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say we had to try. Kind of any, obviously, there was different guys out there for, for bigger stretches than, than Norm, obviously, Ersan and Duan being kind of the two obvious ones. Um, offensively, obviously, and defensively, just try – Try and keep it a little bit more basic. Obviously, we we like you said. I mean, we were missing four pretty important guys um, with with the guys that you mentioned. So just just kind of keep it keep it basic. Let it flow. Let guys play. Um, I think for the majority of the game, we did a, a pretty good job. Obviously, um, we we missed some stuff uh, late. Had some turnovers late, and they they kind of counted off that. But um, I mean, we were one stop away from from winning the game, really. So um, we'll take a lot, a lot, obviously, some some good stuff out of it. But I mean, regardless of who's out there, it still sucks to lose. So um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of get back together and watch some film and, and get ready for the call. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Joe, I think you guys had like eight turnovers in the third quarter. Um, was there just some confusion or miscommunication or was that more from what the Lakers were able to do on defense? Um, I mean, I can't remember one of them, so I couldn't really pinpoint what they, they were. I probably had one or two of them. Um, don't nod your head, Andy, otherwise I'm going to slap you through the camera. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, it's, they obviously picked up their, they were picking, they came out of the half and they picked up their energy um, a little bit more than what they were. They weren't, picking up at all in the first half and they kind of picked up full court a bit more and we're, we're at the point of screens a bit more and then just got a bit more aggressive I think um, that's obviously it's a lot of it I would assume if we we go back and look at it I would assume it's a lot of it um, that we can control um, passes or losing the ball or whatever the, the situations were that we can control so um, like I said we'll, we'll go look at it but um, yeah it was, a, it, it was a good effort I mean like I said a lot of guys that don't normally play play pretty heavy minutes and um, and did a really good job. So I think we we can take a lot of that good stuff away and then we um, will hopefully get player X, Y, and Z back next. Year. I don't know who's going to be back or not, but whoever's back, um, we'll go back out and, and take the good things and and try not to have eight turnovers next game in the quarter. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, how did you guys think, how did you think you did defensively um, and, and kind of split into two looks kind of with that man kind of setup you had and then obviously the zone in the fourth? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we were solid. Um, when you lose a game, there's obviously things that you can uh, you can can make do better or, or fix or whatever the situation was. Um, I mean, again, like I said, it's like we had guys that haven't really like you can watch as much in shoot around or watch the game, but being out there is completely different. So, um, proud of the guys that, that came out there and, and played their asses off and competed. And um, like I said, we we try to mix it up a little bit. We went to zone. I think we, that that really helped us for a patch there. Obviously, they got used to it as well, um, probably a little bit. Um, but um, they they ran what they were kind of, they ran what they wanted to run. They, I think they got a few O boards out of it that they ended up hitting threes on and, and, and little things like that, that, um, that we can clean up. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a good effort. Obviously, like I said, it still sucks losing regardless of who's out there or who you're playing or, or no matter what. So we'll, uh, we'll go look at it, look at the tape. I'm sure. Um, come back on, I don't even know what day it is, whatever, whenever we play next. Last question, Maxime Lagorgis, the free agent out of France. Maxime, the free agent. <laughs> I, um, where do you find the mental strength to come back? Say that again. 
where do you find the mental strength to come back in this game? Because I don't want to be on any of the clips in film. If you're on one. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, no, I mean, it's just, it, it's, I mean, it's why we play basketball. It's why we, we do what we do. We want to compete. We want to, we obviously want to win. That's <laughs> first and foremost. Um, I mean, I compete at home with Renee of, with everything. We compete, compete with my children over things. Um, I think it's just the nature of who we are and the, the jobs that we have. We, we want to win regardless. And um, I don't know what we were down at one point. I think we were down like 13 or 14, whatever it was at some point in the game. And um, that's where you just, like, again, you've just got to figure it out on the fly a little bit because we're, we're in the middle of a game, but figure out what we can change defensively. I think the zone helped. Um, offensively, like I said, we wanted to play obviously a little bit more free and get some threes up. Um, obviously, with different bigs, we didn't have Fave and Rudy. We had Ersan and, and Juan playing the five, so uh, obviously different looks from our, our five. So, um, yeah, I think, like I said, I think a lot of it, 99% of it is just the fact that we we want to win. You want to compete. You don't want to, you don't want to lose any game, um, regardless of who you're playing, what the... The timing is what time the games are. Even if you play two one o'clock games, um, you you want to uh, you you want to win. So that's just the the competitive nature of, of who and and who we are. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Joe. Give my man Maximus a job. He's a free agent. <laughs> All right, talking about uh, is it Maxime? Is that that Maxime Lagorgeous? And uh, just just kind of a thing, uh, byproduct of the COVID situation and the the press conferences that are now over Zoom, we hear these international reporters pretty much every single night from around the globe uh, jumping on to give coverage to the NBA. Um, I had a conversation uh, with a buddy, I think it was uh, yesterday, and we were talking about things that will stick around or won't stick around in a post-COVID life. I, I would guess in some way, shape, or form, the the online uh, media availability, I would bet stick around, sticks around just because they do. They get some great international coverage, I'm sure, because these reporters have access uh, to these coaches and players. I, I'm a huge Maxime Lagorgeous fan. I am too. We've heard him a bunch lately. He, he's he's terrific. He's actually got a great sense of humor, but his questions are insightful. You know, he, he talks about things that, uh, that matter, and I love that Joe throws back the give him a job because he works for the free agent. That's just <laughs> awesome. unbelievable. So great. But it is cool. It, it really is to hear these other reporters uh, drop in and, and ask these questions. It goes to one of my – I'm putting it on the band name list, dude. I'm serious. Maxime Lagordis. That, that, that is really a cool name. Well, also, I admire somebody who's who's willing to, to jump on and uh, participate uh, in a second language. You know, oh, you kind sure. of put yourself out there. I, I really admire, actually, guys like, uh, you know, the international players we heard from uh, Ilya Sova earlier, where English is their second language. And, you know, not to brag about the ratings of this show or whatever, but even with radio alone, I mean, he's he's speaking in front of thousands of people and then add into online and and all the places that these interviews get consumed. And it. It would be hard to do that in a second language. Oh, it would be impossible. I started thinking about, you know, if I had to call in, you know, somewhere in South America and ask a soccer player a question or something and, you know, in broken Spanish, that would be no fun. So, oh, no, you'd go, or at least I would, we'd go viral down there with how badly we oh, did exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Maxime, you're our guy. You're a hero. We so would love cool. to talk to you someday. But what are what are some of the countries? Uh, you know, certainly France. We've had a bunch from France. There, there have been several South American countries that have there had have been, uh, yeah. reporters that have uh, have jumped on. It's so. been an interesting, it interesting coverage for, for this team. All right, uh, Jazz fall tonight in overtime, 127 to 115 to the Lakers. We want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Uh, for more, uh, to find out more, go to markmillersubaru.com. We'll have mo more post-game sound for you. We'll break this one down, uh, uh, continue to break this one down as well, coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, with you. Your final: the Lakers beat the Jazz in LA tonight, one twenty-seven to one fifteen. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free 
Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, we kind of wondered, uh, Coach, where all the scoring was going to come from. You know, you missed Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, Derek Favors, too. You know, uh, he's he's bringing a little scoring coming in off the bench. But you had to wonder, you know, who where are the shots going to go? Who's going to score the ball? You know, you certainly weren't going to get fewer shots up. It's just who's going to take them. And Jordan Clarkson uh, was, was probably the most likely candidate. He had 27 to lead the way for the Jazz tonight, 11 of 27 shooting, uh, five rebounds and four assists. And, you know, in tonight's game, his value really was, and, and maybe this is the whole season, a take on the whole season, but when they can't get a bucket, when it isn't going their way, he Jordan getting into the lane and going to that right hand is, is as uh, useful uh, a shot as, as the Jazz have in their arsenal. He's so good at it, and he's got it kind of down to a science. He drives it, gets as deep as possible, and gets himself kind of in a post-up situation. Uh, but his, you know, more than anything, his ability to do what he did tonight, and that's to, you know, make enough baskets to keep you going, keep you in the game. Um, you know, it's hard to get 20 in an NBA game. He make, he got 27. Um, you know, had to take some tough shots because the ball ended up in his hands late at times in the shot clock. But uh, I thought he was in actually a, a pretty good rhythm tonight and played, for the most part, played really well. In fact, let's go ahead and uh, give it a listen, shall we? Let's go back to Los Angeles where Jordan Clarkson is addressing the media. All right, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Jordan. Um, it looked like you were maybe limping a little bit off the court there at the end. Is your ankle feeling okay? And uh, how, how are you feeling after the back-to-back and playing 46 minutes tonight? Oh, 46 minutes. Oh, I even see that. But uh, I wish we ended in regulation. But, uh, no, my ankle's feeling good. Uh, I was just a little, you know, tired, probably soreness still left in there. But, um, you know, we competed, played hard tonight. Um, you know, it's good. We got a rest day tomorrow. I'll be ready to go uh, on the next game. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, fatigue, tired. Uh, I haven't played that many, that many minutes in a long time. So, uh, just one of those things that, you know, it just happens. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Jordan, with uh, Donovan out and Mike out, obviously that made a, a huge difference for you personally. And then, you know, with, with Rudy out and Babe out, just guys all over the place kind of put in different situations, bigger situations. What kind of were some of the unique adjustments that you guys found yourselves having to make tonight as the game went on? Um... Really, it was just defensively, you know, they came out there with a, you know, a big lineup. You know, we, we had to switch things, um, you know, pull in and help uh, cause us to uh, get in closeout situations. But, um, you know, being down, I think we, we got down 15 at one point, uh, maybe even more to that. Just to be able to fight back, get in the game, have a chance to win it uh, was really good. You know, once we get, you know, guys back healthy, um, I think we'll do a good job of uh, holding that paint down and, uh, you know, stopping them from getting those uh, easy baskets. Last one, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Jordan, you got the chance to play with some guys that maybe you don't or haven't got a lot of time to play with, you know, Ursan, Trent Forrest, so on and so forth. Just kind of what do you make of their games and, and kind of what do you learn about them when you get the chance to play with them on the court? Uh, get to learn a lot about them. You know, Ursan really shot the ball, spaced the floor for us. Um, that was the first time I actually seen him in, you know, live action and, you know, really got to play with him for a long amount of time. So um, tonight he really showed that he could shoot the ball, space the floor for us um, and, and defend also. Um, you know, he made some big plays for us, uh, for us to have a chance to win that game. You know, the block on Kuzma was pretty big. Um, I think Joe comes down and hit a three. Um, you know, those are big plays for us. Uh, you know, guys that come in the lineup and, and uh, you know, change the game um, is really big for us. Just shows how deep we are. And, um, you know, it's just going to get us ready for this, uh, for this run, this playoff run, and uh, the end of the season. All right, that's it. Thank you, Jordan. All right, there you go. Jordan Clarkson, uh, who uh, led the Jazz tonight with 27 points. And, uh, you know, he's... He's 
he's fun to listen to. I love when we get Jordan Clarkson for post game interviews. The dude is uh, the dude is just great. But uh, twenty seven points to lead the way tonight for the Jazz. And he mentioned, you know, when somebody pointed out to him that he played forty six minutes, he kind of he kind of chuckled a little bit. But we forget he's coming off an ankle injury. He missed four games and uh, was back yesterday. And now in a back to back game goes forty six minutes. I mean. Um, if he was limping a little bit, probably understandable, but, uh, you know, good to hear him confirm and say he's all right. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely up for the moment. And, um, you know, we certainly saw what it's like when he's not out there. You know, we, we really miss his ability to put pressure on the defense. So good to see him back out there, hopefully the day off. Um, and I've always felt like if you, the L.A., the just the breeze, you know, if you can get outside, get a little breeze tomorrow, get rejuvenated, be ready to go Monday night. All right, should we get to – we only have a couple of stat nuggets tonight from our guy Tyson Ewing because uh, AT&T Sportsnet didn't do the game, so we're, uh, we're getting Tyson on his free time. So he sent us a, sent us a couple. He said, um, uh, this is the first loss of the season when the Jazz have a run of at least 10-0. They are now 32-1. and Wow, see, all good things have to come to an end. They, they just do. Yeah, I, I kind of wondered about that. As, uh, I mean, the 10-0 run came right at the end of regulation where they got themselves right back into the game and uh, obviously uh, ended up tying it and going to overtime. But, uh, man, 32-1, uh, and one, that's not bad. Not a bad run, Tim. Uh, I'd probably still stay on that side if I was choosing. And then uh, our final nugget from Tyson today. Uh, the Jazz have now lost eight consecutive overtime games. They have not won an OT game since January 2018. Locke mentioned this one, and it was uh, the, the Ricky Rubio game uh, against Detroit. And uh, that that what's interesting about that, that game really is what sparked that great run, Donovan Mitchell's rookie year, when the Jazz battled to get into the playoffs, eventually beating Oklahoma City. But that was, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most amazing runs in NBA I've ever seen in the NBA because the Jazz were something like nine games out they of the were, playoffs. Yeah, they were completely out of it. Completely out of it and then just went on this wild run and ended up uh, having a pretty special season. I said it at the time. That season, they should make a movie about that season. That turnaround was so amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things I, I remember watching it Again, not as close as we watched this, but you, you kind of saw the sproutings of, of what Donovan's become. You know, a guy who understands the moment, goes on a great run, gra- drags the team with him. Uh, just an awesome, awesome opportunity for him at a young age to really have some impact on winning. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's, uh, there's no doubt about it. All right, your, uh, your final uh, tonight, the Jazz uh, fall to the Lakers in overtime, 127 to 115. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get uh, Coach's final thoughts on this one before we uh, look forward to the next game against the Lakers on Monday night. That's coming up straight ahead. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Drive to the basket. Eliasova eradicates him at the rim. Jazz with it on a 9-0 run. Left side, Bogdanovich. Top to O'Neal. Right corner, Joe. Another contested three. He hits. The Jazz are on a 12-0 run. They cut it to one. There you go. Play of the game right there, courtesy of our good friend David Locke and brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. The Jazz lose in overtime today to the Lakers, 127-115. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by our friends of Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Quick rehash of the stats if you're just joining us. Um, Jazz tonight were led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 27 points, 11 of 27 shooting, 5 of 15 from three. Jordan added five boards and four assists. Joe Ingles with a great night tonight outside of a few turnovers. Uh, He had 20 points, 14 assists, three steals for Joe, uh, filling in for Mike Conley in the starting lineup as he's uh, done so often this year. Uh, And Irsan Ilyasova, 20 points, five rebounds, and four steals. He was six of eight from three and just had a monster game. Bogdanovich with 19, Royce O'Neal with 14. George Niang had nine coming in off the bench. Juwan Morgan with six. For the Lakers, Andre Drummond led the way with 27 points. Schroeder and Contavious Caldwell-Pope both had 25 apiece. Kuzma with 13. Morris with 10. Montrez Harrell with uh, with uh, 12. Kuzma with 13, Tim. He was four of six from the field. Of course, the Utah product has played a big role Um 
for this Laker team over several years now. Uh, and uh, let me ask you this. So what do, what do you think about Kuz and the success he's had at the uh, at the next level? I'm really impressed with with what he's done, but certainly playing against him kind of saw, you know, what could be. I was really the first time I, I met him and saw him pl- uh, play. We we played the the Utes and he was actually redshirting that year. Uh, but we had a great conversation prior to the game, and I was just really impressed with the way he carried himself. Um, and then, you know, just his size. And then obviously got to see him play the next year and the way he moves around for such a big guy. Um, you know, I, I, I really did kind of think there was a place for him in the NBA because the NBA's kind of been in that transition period where, you know, you, you get power forwards more that look like him, that you can stretch the floor and play. Uh, and so I, I th- I've been really impressed with him. I think he's been uh, he's been solid. And, you know, that's that's what I would expect from his college career. I'm impressed. Well, let me put it this way. I think it says a lot about him that he's still on the Lakers. And this is the reason. When LeBron first got to the Lakers, we remember that season that didn't go so well. They didn't make the playoffs. LeBron finished the season with a groin injury, I want to say. It was kind of the first time LeBron had had a major injury in, in his career. And the season obviously didn't go the way. Uh, the Lakers wanted it to go. But it seemed like the theme of that year was young Laker players try out for LeBron James's team. And lo and behold, I, I believe we I should go back and, and make sure this is correct, but I think he's pretty much the only one left. Um, you yeah, know, when he, you think, just go down the list, like uh, Ingram, obviously. Brandon Ingram, there. Lonzo Ball. Um, golf. This is a, a futile exercise, I suppose, because we're talking about a team, you know, three years ago. Uh, but uh, but it's amazing because that really was the theme of that year. I mean, it was talked about endlessly by the national pundits. Is oh, this is a tryout to see who's going to play with LeBron, and uh, well, Kuz made the cut. Kuz made the cut. Uh, Caldwell Pope obviously made the cut. There you go. Uh, Josh Hart's gone. Uh, Ingram's gone. Uh, you mentioned Lonzo Ball, uh, but Kuzma's still around, and and so it does speak to. Uh, the fact that you know he he does a good job in his role, and certainly uh, isn't stepped on LBJ's toes. Uh, I know at one point uh, maybe there was even something you worried about. They did maybe LBJ just didn't like him, but um, at the end, end of the day, he's there. He's doing a good job. Yeah, he plays a, a really important role for them. And I don't know, you know, maybe as he continues to improve, we'll see Kuzma be the, you know, second or third best player on a on a playoff team if, if he continues on the uh, upward trajectory. But where he is right now on this team, like a like a fully healthy Laker team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, if Kuzma is your first, second, or even, I mean, if he's your third guy coming off the bench, you're in real good shape. But, you know, if he's not necessarily the guy or your second or third best guy, but but a, uh, somebody who can play a vital role, I mean, you're doing all right roster building wise. Right, for sure. Yeah, and their, <clears throat> their team, you said this, you know, in an earlier segment, but they, they've grown up a bunch in a couple of months. You know, they've had to to keep the some the, the train somewhat on the track. So they, they've done a good job of, of really kind of stepping up. They've gotten good contributions. You know, tonight uh, Drummond does a great job. Obviously, Schroeder was, was really good in the clutch. Um, but it's a team that when you throw LeBron back in and you throw AD back in, you can say, yeah, they, they are the world champs and they probably should be favored again. Well, in the way that they can play defense. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, their versatility defensively. And, you know, again, they're not the most efficient offensive team, but their defense creates so many opportunities for them. They're kind of the anti modern basketball example right now. And they're, I mean, on top of the hill. So what they're doing is working. But, you know, they play hard nosed defense. They're not completely reliant on the three. And, you know, they're a really good team. It's it's way more of a power game than what we're seeing actually have a ton of success through the NBA. I, I do have this theory, as long as we're talking about the Lakers a little bit, that Anthony Davis eventually is going to have to give up the dream that he is a power forward and settle into the fact that he is a center in the modern league. And uh, he may prove me wrong, though, because if they, I, I assume that was part of the motivation in getting Drummond, is that Mark Gasol wasn't quite the center, isn't quite the center he used to be, and Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center, so they had to go get you know, somebody else that could play that role. So maybe maybe Anthony Davis totally proves me wrong and he ends up, uh, it, it works just fine with Drummond at the five and Anthony Davis at the four. But it seems to me watching the Lakers last year that they still played their best basketball when Davis was at the five, even though, you know, the, the Pelicans did this for a long time and uh, the Lakers do it too, where they try to kind of 
give Anthony his way and say, oh, see, you're a power forward. But really, when they're at their best, he's playing center. So I'll be curious to see what they do when it comes playoff time. Yeah, the, the whole that whole concept of numbers, uh, putting a number by you and, and having that label, you're, it really doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't. Right? Nope. Um, but it, it, it's it's so funny that it for some it does mean something. And uh, there were teams that I coached, and I won't go into any detail, but there were, there were a couple teams just to get through it. We had to basically tell um, the guys we did not have a five. That you just don't play. The it. point guard's actually a zero. Okay. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, he's all seeing and all knowing. And then we just go from there, one, two, three, four. So we eliminated the five from our program. Just to put it out of the, you know, the mentality. You don't want to be a five. We won't call that's, you a five. That's fine. We'll call you a four. <laughs> we don't use one. So. But we're going to bump the point guard down. <laughs> There's so a lot funny. of things you have to do to get through stuff, Jake. I always wondered why that was such a big thing with him, though. Because he's, he's talked about it throughout his career. It's the whole reason that the Pelicans back in the day traded for DeMarcus Cousins. You know, you know what it is. I, I've seen it a bunch. Um, he's he's way more versatile than what you would call a quote unquote five. Okay, right. um, but growing up, these these kids that uh, you know he could probably play any position on the floor, but the tallest guy always plays what center, and you know so people get frustrated by it. It's, I've seen it a million times. And the last thing they want to be labeled as is a five, right? Right. But I always say, hey, Wilt Chamberlain was a five, okay? Uh, Jabbar was a five. There's nothing wrong with being a five. Just just change what a five does. Right. Which is what we're seeing, I mean, uh, to, to further conversation, what we're seeing in somebody like Nikola Jokic, who, I mean, technically, yes, he is a five. He is their biggest player. But, I mean, my gosh, that guy does everything for he that He changes team. game on the perimeter. Yeah. He changes game uh, with his passing. He's elite, right? But he, but again, I think it's a great point. He may, He's kind of changed the definition of what he perceives a five to be. Right. And now people will start calling him a point center or whatever that is. And the truth is you just you got to play to your team's strengths when you have a unique player. That's why, you, you know, the Jazz, I, I was talking to Gordon about this yesterday. They should never get away from their defensive identity and, and not and get away from being a defensive club because they have Rudy Gobert. So if you didn't really make defense a center part of what you're doing as a franchise, you're totally doing yourself a disservice because you've got the best defensive player on the planet. It'd be, uh, you know, in in football, it, it's why I was so frustrated when USC is trying to go to this air raid offense because Just, yeah. you can recruit the, the best running the best running backs in history have gone to USC. Why would you want to, you know, implement a, a style of Student play? Student body that, right that's is fine. Right. That goes away from that, you know. Yeah. A lot of it's uh, determined by personnel. That's why I think, you know, this conversation bringing a full circle, the labels as, you know, I don't want to play a five is, is somewhat ridiculous because, man, play what works. Play what works best. The best the best players I ever coached did not care. All, all they wanted to do was play. And, and then go win. Right. That, that was it. All right, uh, Coach, let's uh, let's get some final thoughts from you before we close the book on this one. Well, I, I thought, you know, the Jazz played with uh, really good purpose. And I think with as many contributors, key contributors, you know, main rotation guys um, and, and bookend superstars not playing tonight for you, uh, I thought the Jazz executed exactly the way they needed to um, right down to that last play. And that's the cruel part of the game. Uh, the Jazz had a, a monumental chance to really steal a game that, um, you know, for better part of the, the second half, you know, the Lakers bench, the guys were all up dancing around. And it's funny, when the Jazz went on that huge run, I looked and there wasn't anybody up dancing around. The dancing stopped. <laughs> it huh? stopped, but then it started again after, you know, they got the lead. I think LeBron stood the whole game. I kept thinking to myself, like, you've got a high ankle sprain, man. Take a seat. You're yeah, he right. kept working it on that uh, <laughs> that little donut too. You know, he was stretching it on the. You know, he's. I'll tell you what they they say his work ethic and determination on like an injury is beyond compare. So it has to be the way he's taking care of himself. You know, uh, you know, I I find at times LeBron uh, pretty obnoxious. Uh, but the one thing, and I, I trying to remember the dollar figure that he invests into his body every year. It's in the millions. I mean it. It's, you know, a few million bucks that he spends on, you know, how he maintains his his body, which which totally makes so much sense to me. You know, reinvesting in what what makes the money, you know, it makes makes a ton of sense. And LeBron's kind of started that trend, I guess, a little bit. And it, it's really smart. No, absolutely. Um, I, I've actually, you know, put it I pour a bunch into myself. The uh, 
Well, he's $15 a week at McDonald's. Uh, you know, this thing can't just uh, burn on celery. i got to have some stuff. You've got <laughs> So anything fried or Big Macs, obviously, are my go-to. Right. Makes a lot of sense. But same, same kind of thought. Same concept. Just pouring yeah. some stuff into myself. But I guess the bottom line today, that, that's just a heartbreaker because they got right down to it. They executed so good to get back in the game. Um, we talked about the rebounding was a huge issue, and then they made it not an issue. Uh, we're able to get stop after stop and then go down and convert, uh, run a great set offensively, get the three from Clarkson, um, and then it just right there, you got your chance. And But uh, I love the fight, the resolve, and we'll see what happens, who's ready to go on Monday night. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone, doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of jazz game night we want to th- say thanks to mark miller subaru title sponsor of the post game show utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer the official subaru partner of the utah jazz learn more at mark coach lacombe it's good to see you buddy thank you yeah good to be back and thank you again to you and gordon for covering me while i was gone but uh Awesome to be back with you guys. 127 to 115 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Lakers in overtime. They are now 42 and 15 on the season. Up next, the Jazz will take on this very same Laker team coming up on Monday night. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.